This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 33. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, kind of different programming emphasis and kind of hopefully getting you on the, the mode to thinking about how you can incorporate floorball into a summer program. And that summer program could be uh, sport specific. So if you're, say, hockey players, soccer players, basketball players, and, and you're looking for an alternative sport, looking for cross training, <clears throat> it's trying to utilize floorball as a way to build up uh, different muscles, uh, to kind of change the game a little bit, and just, just maybe just have fun and focus on uh, just the general fitness that you're going to get by moving and playing and running and, and kind of those things. Um, and also giving your body a little bit of a break from the rest of the year. <clears throat> and that's one reason why floorball is a really great off-ice training tool for hockey players is you're getting the same similar skills. You're changing up the game, giving your body a break, but you're also working and building on different muscle groups uh, while still staying fit. Staying fit. Um, and then just, just changing things up. <clears throat> Sometimes we try to keep things so rigid in how we're working or how we're developing especially at the youth levels and even moving into older older age groups that we forget to kind of step back and just let things happen or <clears throat> try new things mix things up when you look at most fitness programs in general we're talking about how do we how do we get better how do we grow our bodies how do we get stronger fitter faster kind of all those other things we th- sometimes forget that the real of the big change is when we change or we, we change things up, <clears throat> we confuse our body to make those changes. And so now if we're doing one sport for the majority of the summer, we transition to something different. We're using different muscles, which helps grow and helps build the other, as well as just giving ourselves a little bit of a break from kind of the continuous thing. So moving into the summer months, some folks are are in summer now, they're, they're, have been in summer for a little while, others haven't even got there yet. Depending on where you are, specifically in North America, you know, from East Coast to West Coast, you're, when you're on summer break, it varies fairly drastically, but it's pretty much hit in May, depending on colleges, uh, all the way through late June. So how you start to plan and how you start to think on when to do some of that summer programming will vary and when you need to start kind of hitting those dates. For me, I like to try to plan my summer camps uh, early and early as I can, uh, not only because I want to secure space and make sure I have it on there, but that I can start to market and start to build the program out accordingly. Because a lot of parents, well, not all, not all of them, but a lot of them do like to plan ahead. <clears throat> and because they're planning ahead, they're looking at when are they going to take vacations? When are they going to do, do camps? When are they doing different things? that are all happening. And so they're trying to piece together things that they're currently doing, what they're planning to do and everything in between. And what I find is if you can jump on the, the wagon early of planning your summer programs, you have a better shot at at least getting on the radar for people. So when they're looking at, oh, I'm going to put my kids in this, 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 if they know when your programs are, for instance, they can at least plan around or plan ahead or go, okay, we're going to do, say, this floorball camp here, and then the next week we're going to do a soccer camp or we're going to travel or there's a tournament this week or, or whatever they've got going on. I, it's, I think it's more important to focus on <clears throat> getting the information out there so people can plan accordingly. 
what I find sometimes that when when people take too long, they wait too late into the spring to start marketing and promoting their summer camps, they tend to miss out. And while a lot of parents may not sign up early, a lot of them sign up last minute or later on, um, at least if the information is out there, they have a better idea or can market on the calendar or can plan accordingly to build out that summer schedule. Or even if they're just looking and, and something opens up and they go, I got to fill this time in this space with something and, and here now this is open and available. I find giving that information early is going to benefit you in the long run when you're looking at that. Summer camp too can also be a great time to <clears throat> introduce the sport Camps can be uh, a lot of fun, but they can also be a little bit of a hassle. Having done summer camps for all sorts of different things in sports and, and rec and, and things like that, I personally try to shy away from an all-day single sport camp. What I have found, in, in while summer camps are, for lack of a better term, daycare for a lot of parents, they just need it. They need the kids to be in one spot from, you know, from this time to this time. What I found the challenges with that is as the week goes on, uh, kids start to get really tired. You're struggling. You're going to see a couple more issues. Staff start to get really tired. <clears throat> it's a lot of work to, to run programs uh, in general. And when you're one sport specific and that sport is, you know, a lot of movement and kids are tired and it's hot out. And especially if you're, you're indoors and it's hot and you're not in air conditioning or anything like that, all those factors are going to start to play into how we start to engage and how we talk and deal and our emotions and just being tired. Sometimes <clears throat> it kind of encourages people, not encourages, but sometimes think, people stop thinking normally. And so a lot of times I found folks struggle with uh, just making smart decisions. And so sometimes you're going to see some more issues with within your program um, through that. So personally for me, I stay away from a full day single sport camp. I've done them. I've been part of them. I've, I've worked them all the above. I get where they're at. There's a kind of a, a necessary evil in my mind to a degree, but for me and what I like to do, I focus on a, on a half day camp. Uh, so I do a nine to noon program and I'll do that for five days and I price it accordingly to try to, to balance out the different things, but also show the value that it has there. And what I have found by doing those half day programs is the kids are a lot more uh, alert. They're more energetic in the time that I've got them put a little more effort in as we've got them, which as we build through the whole curriculum for the week, uh, makes for a better and more enjoyable program for the staff as well as for the participants and then the parents see that as well. And so I think that if you're looking at doing that, I definitely, uh, definitely encourage it. If you can figure out a way to partner with either local parks or somebody, another organization or something where you can kind of combine and say, parents, here's a full day program. And in the morning, this is what we're going to do in the afternoon. This is what we're going to do, but they're going to be here and, and so on and so forth. So that's another good way to kind of build in at least engaging and getting floorball programming in there. Um, I've done that where last summer I was in Cleveland. I, I reached out to the local uh, YMCA there and I just said, hey, I'm going to be in town for uh, vacation. Can I come out and kind of take over the day or the morning 
uh, for your your summer program, and and we did, and it was awesome, and it was it was a blast. The kids had a lot of fun. The facility got to see what I was talking about and how I set up my camps and how we interact in this program and how it would look and work work and feel and all those other things. So there's a lot of different options out there that you can do. It doesn't have to just be singular or one way. Get creative with it. If you can work on those partnerships, they're going to help you potentially in the long run, especially if you're in a local area, um, and, and just kind of continue to build it out from there. But when you're looking at your program, really sit down, and I encourage you to map out per half hour, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever, map out how you're going to run this program because you really want to have that structure there, especially if you've got staff or you're going to have multiple people that everybody's on the same page and you're running around building and growing and doing all these other things that the last thing you want to have to figure out is, oh, what are we going to do? Or the last thing you want to do is just have them standing around. Because kids are standing around. They're usually going to start goofing off. That's where things are going to kind of start kind of going downhill really fast. And so that focus on what are we doing for the day, for the week, mapping it out, having an idea. And obviously things can change and you can evolve it. And that's the fun part about it is, well, now we're going to do this. Or this program isn't, this, this activity isn't working. Let's go over here. But the focus on you want to be teaching those, those kids how to play, um, how to have fun have that structure there, but also give them time to have fun and play and scrimmage and, and, and make competition out of it and, and put them into teams and, and those kinds of things that you can build up throughout the week that from Monday through Friday, you know, they started at one point and by Friday, they, their skill level should have at least moved a little bit forward, if not drastically forward as they kind of push through. But it's really important to, to sit down and think through how are you going to do that? What's it going to look like? How, what equipment do we need? Do we need to get anything in particular? Kind of all those other things and then build it out from there. And in the long term, that's going to help you be successful. It's going to really help in your time management and your classroom management. And it's going to make your program better in the long run. So if you're looking for some kinds of different resources and curriculums, you know, I encourage you to check out my book. The Floorball Guru Primer, uh, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.floorballguru.com. It has a curriculum in there. It's got basic information. It's got everything you need to get started and get, at least get moving in the, in the program and the process. So I definitely encourage you to do that. But also look at other curriculums that are out there. Adapt what you have, what you know, what you've seen, those kinds of things, and really kind of build something out that's going to work for you and for your program. So it's summertime. Let's have fun with it. You know, if you're looking for more information about floorball, check out my website at www.floorballguru.com.